Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. We're working our way through the book of Hebrews, finding that it does have a lot to say to us today. We're in chapter 8 at the moment, and uh, we're picking it up at verse 10, where we read about this new covenant. What does it mean, Colin? Well, in the earlier part of the chapter, um, the writer is continuing what we were talking about in chapter 7 yesterday, the contrast between the Old Covenant and the New Covenant, the Old Testament and the New Testament, um, and saying how much superior the the New is to the Old, um, and that Jesus is a, the high priest of the New Order, not of the Old Order. So in verse 6, you know, the ministry Jesus has received is as superior to theirs as the covenant of which he is the mediator is superior to the old one, and it is founded on better promises. And so then uh, he, he talks of some of these promises, and he quotes the, the passage from Jeremiah, which speaks about the new covenant that will be established. So that was written, of course, hundreds of years before um, uh, the, the ministry of Jesus Christ. Um, but this just shows how God was planning what he was going to do through Jesus hundreds of years before. And he says in verse 10 here, This is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel after that time, declares the Lord. I will put my laws in their minds and write them on their hearts. Right, now, under the old covenant, the law was written first on tablets of stone. Then, of course, it was expanded. And there are about 630 laws uh, that are in the Old Testament. They were codified in what is called the Torah in the first five books of the um, Old Testament, uh, uh, the books of Moses, uh, who is the one through whom God gave the law. But in this new covenant, the law isn't going to be written on stone. It's not going to be written in words on a, in a book. It's the, the, the law of God, meaning the purpose of God, the plan of God, the will of God, is going to be written in the minds and on the hearts of God's people. Uh, in other words, the, the purpose of God, the will of God, was external under the old covenant, but it will be internal. God will work from within. Now, of course, this is going to bring about a dramatic change because uh, you can set down all the rules and regulations you like uh, on uh, paper or even on stone, uh, yet the people are not necessarily going to obey. And this, of course, is the sorry saga of the Old Testament, how uh, constantly God's people disobeyed and turned away and even at times lost sight of the law altogether and it had to be rediscovered. So the fact that God is saying, okay, I showed my people Israel what I wanted, but they couldn't do it. Now I'm going to write my law in their minds and their hearts so that they will, if you like, I will be working from the inside to enable them to fulfill what I want. Now, he then says, I will be their God and they will be my people. Now, that's what covenant is all about. 
So God's people, the Jews, were called to be his people. But now he's talking about a people of the new covenant. And that is going to transcend Judaism. It's going to come out of Judaism. It's going to include the Jews, but it's going to include many Gentiles as well. It's not that God is replacing the Jews. It's that God is expanding the covenant. So under the new covenant, uh, it's not just going to be a covenant made with a single nation, but with a single people. And the people who belong to the new covenant are those not who go to church, but those on whose hearts and minds the laws of God have been written so that they have this inner desire and will and actually ability to fulfill what God is wanting in their lives. And so then the prophecy continues, no longer will a man teach his neighbor or a man his brother saying, know the Lord, because they will all know me from the least of them to the greatest. Uh, so uh, those upon whose hearts and minds the law of God, the will of God is written, uh, these people will know the Lord. In other words, they will be in a living relationship. Now, under the old, of course, the people were dependent upon Moses to give them the law. Moses had to go up the mountain. Moses had to meet with God. Moses had to come down and give the law to the people. Moses had to interpret the law to the people and so on. Now, something is going to happen in relationship to each individual, where on each individual's heart and mind who comes to be part of this new covenant, the law of God is going to be written, and each one of those people will know the Lord. Not just believe in the Lord, not just go to church and acknowledge the Lord, but will really know the Lord in a personal way. And it doesn't matter their status, the least, the greatest. Uh, God, God will put his law um, on or in the lives of great people, and seemingly insignificant, poor, desperate, needy people, any who turn and have faith in Jesus. And uh, then there is this great promise, for I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. By calling this covenant new, he made the first one obsolete, and what is obsolete and aging will soon disappear. So... Uh, Really, the writer to Hebrews is saying, remember that he's speaking to a predominantly Jewish people, is saying, this new covenant is so much greater than anything you have known under the old. And I can remember for years and years and years in my ministry, you know, going from one place to another uh, during the early days of the charismatic movement, when I would see thousands and thousands of church-going people getting born again and baptized in the Holy Spirit, because actually many of them had never heard the gospel. They'd been to church. They'd never been confronted with their need to repent and believe. They'd never come to a point of surrender to the Lord Jesus Christ. They didn't even know it was possible to receive the Holy Spirit in the same way that the first disciples and apostles received the Spirit. And so it was all... Uh, seemingly brand new, you know, and you saw this wonderful change, this wonderful transformation come over people. And, um, 
you know, the people that read my first book, When the Spirit Comes, so many have written to me over the years and say how through reading that book it just opened their eyes to what was possible. And they said that was the first Christian book I ever read. And and just through that, God was, was, was just able to use it, if you like, to show people, well, look, there is now a new covenant. There is something so much better than formal, formal religious church life. There is the real thing. There is the gospel. There's the life. There's the love. There's the power of God that he wants to pour into us. And he wants to write his law for us, not just in books, but on our hearts and minds so we really long to accomplish those things in our lives. So how should we view the the law, the Old Testament, the Old Covenant? Well, of course, um, what the Scripture shows us is that there is a veil, if you like, over the understanding of the Jewish people, generally speaking, until the harvest of the Gentiles has been brought in. And then that veil will be taken away and there will be a great harvest for the kingdom of God among the Jewish people. And uh, so, uh, you know, it's frustrating in some ways to, to know that Jesus is the Jewish Messiah, yet so many Jews do not know and acknowledge that. But, uh, you know, the time will come when the veil will be taken away and they will see that for themselves. But we must understand that God being a God of promise, being a God who has sworn by himself, he will fulfill all his responsibilities under the old covenant. But he would do it through bringing those of the old covenant into the new covenant. And for those that are living in the new covenant, does the law apply to us? Do we have to take any notice of it whatsoever? The Ten Commandments? Um, there's a yes and a no to that. Um what God has done under the law is to reveal his purpose. Now, his purpose does not change. He still, does, he still wants to be first in our lives. Uh, the summary of the law is just as applicable under the new covenant as under the old. You are to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, strength. You are to love your neighbors yourself. But to that, Jesus added, a new commandment I give you, you are to love one another as I have loved you. Greater love is no man than this, that he lays down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. So uh, obedience under the new covenant is even more important than under the old covenant because our revelation of God's will and purpose is that much greater. And also we have received the Holy Spirit if... Um, if the writer had gone on to, to quote what is said about the Spirit, uh, or if he had quoted is Ezekiel um, and saying, you know, a new spirit I will put within you, uh, then uh, we would understand that, that the new covenant is so much greater because God gives us the inner motivation to obey him. And the grace of God is not given to us just to cover our sinfulness and our failure and inadequacy, but God gives us the grace to obey him and to fulfill the plan and purpose that he has for our lives. So uh, if you mean to be a Christian, do you have to uh, obey all the minutiae, all the little laws that there are in the Old Testament? The answer to that is no. Uh, but if we are to be people of obedience to the will of God and to see those great principles that God outlined to his people, Israel, that carry on over into the new covenant, are we to see those fulfilled in our lives? Then the answer is a very definite yes. 
You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 